podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's Andy Campbell! It's in! Campbell comes up the bench to be a hero! A superhero! Breakthrough! It's taken a while, but it's been worth the wait for Cardiff City! Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to H Podcast Nation. This is the Andy Campbell Football Show Extra and this is episode number 66. We are talking women's football this evening with our special guest. And of course you can find the show live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope and Twitter. Uh, H Podcast Nation also home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So give us a follow on social media and please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's the most direct way to support us at the moment. Uh, links to all of which are in the description below as well as the after credits at the end of the show. Um, just as we wait for the chat and everything to fill up on the various platforms a uh, special thank you to martin spate and black diamond sports for all their support black diamond sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world for more information you can visit their social media pages the links to which are in the description also and the closing credits and of course visit their website links also in the description and of course thank you to bespoke financial for sponsoring the andy campbell show and uh, here's a quick word from them. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, big thank you to Darren Ralston and Bespoke Financial. Bespoke Financial specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages, and of course, sports cover. So, on we go. Today, we are doing a slightly different show as we are still on a break from the Skybet Championship. So, we're away from regular programming. We've been varying up. We've done a show on refereeing. With Jeff Winter, we did a, a non-league stroke semi-professional show last week with uh, Jason Ainsley and uh, Gethin Jones. And this week we're going to talk ladies football with our special guest, which I'm really excited to, excited to do because my, my knowledge is not as, uh, not as good in this. So I'm in, really interested to uh, learn and have a conversation and discuss. So uh, joining me to delve into the world of women's football, first of all, we have the goal collector, the co-host with the most ex Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. How good evening, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is something that I'm uh, obviously I'm, I've got an interest in, a, a little bit biased interest, by the way, because obviously my um, one of my girls plays for Middlesbrough Girls. She's well, she's under 16s this year, so 
hopefully won't be too long before she's uh, gracing the pitch. Hopefully with Rebecca, that'd be nice. That'd be uh, something to be proud of. Uh, but um, but yes, I'm a little bit biased. But I, it's nice for me to get a little bit of an insight um, soon um, about progressions and the way it works, really. Because obviously, I, I know the, the the men's game inside out, and sometimes it's not a nice place, you know. Um, so let's uh, let's see, let's see, see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I've been looking forward to it. Like we've been discussing it for a few weeks, haven't we? Um, yeah. Like doing a show on the women's football, and it was just about finding the finding the right guest and I think we did that so uh, well we'll see in an hour maybe we haven't you never know <laughs> but uh, of course joining us for this evening is none other than Middlesbrough captain Rebecca Bass welcome Rebecca absolute pleasure to have much. you yeah Thank thanks, you. For, uh, thanks for coming on it's been uh, uh, like I said it's been uh, yeah it's been something that we've wanted to do for a while um, but we wanted to just uh, make sure that we've got the right people and it you came highly recommended, Rebecca. So yeah, so no pressure, by the way. No, no, mm-hmm. just to, <laughs> not to follow through. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, so if I'm bouncing around a bit, it's because my kids have done something to my chair, so it's like rocking, like round in circles and all that. Oh, that's quite place. good. That's quite funny. Yeah, so, I like it. To be like dis- do, yeah. dis- disappearing <laughs> off the screen every now and again, or like really close to the camera or something. But there we go. Um, so to start off, we're going to do uh, as usual the magnificent seven, which is uh, a nice quick fire questions. Rebecca Bass, the Magnificent Seven. Okay. Uh, angriest teammate? Um, probably me. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Borough or Sunderland? <laughs> Borough. Ooh. I like so, it. Good answer. An interesting one. Uh, Formiga, Mia Ham, Haim, I may have said that wrong, or Tony Duggan? Tony Duggan. Uh, best roommate. Uh, best maid. Oh. Uh, favorite TV show. Suits. Good shout. Uh, best women's goalkeeper of all time. Uh, ooh. Carly Telford. And the greatest English woman of all time. A big one, that's, that. that's a good that's, question. That's a big one, that. That's um, a good question. It's my favourite question, that is. Jill Say again, sorry. Jill, Jill Scott. Scott. Jill Scott, very good player, very good player. Yeah. And do you know when you when you talk about certain players as well, it's 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 the inspirations, isn't it? You know that I know. Um, obviously, Beth, uh, Beth Mead obviously played for played for Sunderland. Yeah. Um, she's got links with the North East still. Um, at, at non-league clubs and other clubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carly Telford, I came across Carly at um, uh, when she was injured. I think she had a bad knee, and um, yeah, she so did, I, yeah. I, I, I came across her in some in some rehabilitation, um, and uh, she was very professional, very good. Yeah. Um, I was just, I think I was messing about a little bit, so she uh, brought me down the side a little bit, which is <laughs> me, me all over, me all over. Yeah, yeah no, I like. She's a nice girl. I um, I like that question because it's so broad. So whether it's like depending on the guest, it'll be greatest Welshman, greatest Welsh woman, whatever it may be of all time. And depending on the person and the guest, it could be anything. There's some people will go down a football route. Some people will go down like a historical route, yeah. and you get all sorts of answers. And that's why I just like it. It's good. And the TV show one is always different, isn't it? Yeah. Like Cook. Uh, who's it? Who was it? 
Stephen Constantine was it who said uh, he liked all cooking programs and Master Chef. Oh well, yeah, yeah, let's have one to their own, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like you get all different yeah, answers. I love it. Um, so to start off, we're going to go with uh, the any other business. So in this section, we just discuss uh, some stories outside of you personally, really. So um, although they're going to, you know, they're going to circle back around to you as well. Um, mm -hmm. So, and which one do you want to start with, mate? Uh, I think we start with the Champions League because obviously they, they happened um, during the week. Uh, there was Wolfsburg against Barcelona, and there was Paris Saint Germain against against Lyon. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think when it comes to the Champions League, especially the, the, the women's, you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah, obviously disappointing that the English English sides, obviously Arsenal got knocked out in the quarters. Yeah, yeah. Obviously disappointing because it would have given us a um, a little bit more um, something something more to talk about. I think for. Uh, for British football, English football, but you know, what I mean, a lot of the English players now are playing abroad, aren't they? Well, some of the top yeah. girls anyway play play for the Lionesses, and it's it, it's nice to see it's nice to see them progressing. You know, what I mean, you've obviously played abroad, so how will how will those kind of players be um, be developing or enjoying their football playing abroad with life different lifestyle and things? I think it it really is a different lifestyle over there because when when I was there, I was like pro, I was training twice a week, and it was like you were just doing any young kid's dream, I think. So for their progression to, to play. I was at the best of my career when I was in Iceland, you know, like training twice a week. I was the fittest I, I ever was. I was eating well. Um, and you, th there's no reason for you not to be the best that you can be. And yeah. you, you're just in a different country enjoying it and, and living the dream, really. Is lifestyle lifestyle important as well to, to potentially, I know, for those girls, especially learn, learn a different language or... Um, just have a different lifestyle altogether because in in England everything's quite a fast pace. Everything, <laughs> everybody knows who you are. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, living in certain areas, but when when you go abroad, sometimes you know, what I mean, they can probably live a, a normal or a normaler life. Yeah, definitely, and it's getting used to like the culture as well. Different countries have a, a massively different culture than over yeah. here, and it was nice to go over there and and be seen as this footballer. But you you were no one different, really. You were just another one of the. Like the Icelandics, and and they just like loved your loved your presence, and and having someone different there playing for them. So I think is that, it, key, it was good is, for... is that key as well, then, Rebecca? Is that is that is that key to because you're obviously there to do a job. You're there to obviously you, you said they're living the dream. You know, what I mean, I know I know that myself. That you're doing something yeah. that you love, which makes the job not a job. It makes Easy. it a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, but yeah. at the same time, though, if you if you're left alone to uh, to knuckle down and to train every day mm -hmm. and to and to and to focus, you know, what I mean, it makes it easier than than having the the pressure of friends or family and, and distractions of going out or doing something else. You're there to do a, a different job sometimes, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. And when, when I was there, like you said, I went just to play football. So it, it wasn't like I was going out on a weekend or I was missing like people's parties, you know, because of football. Like, I was there for the time that I was there to train and just to get to the best that I could be. And yeah. it was every day going to the gym and train, like I say, eating well. Like I struggle eating healthy, so when I was there, it was just like you have to do it. So it was for me the best thing. Yeah, yeah. I um I came across um well I was sort of looking into this a bit, and I came across uh, an interesting kind of article and some people on social media, which isn't always the greatest gauge for <laughs> the general opinion. I know, but um I saw some people being quite critical of. Like the the higher profile profile female players going to play, you know, in different countries, whether it's France or, or Spain or whatever it may be, because it weakens the 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 English or the British British game. Where, like, how do you feel about that? Because to me, I think all that does is it opens up 
uh, more opportunities for young players and for other players to grasp and show what they can do uh, at a higher level. And I think it makes the, you know, the English or the British league better in in, in the long term. Absolutely, and I think it, it gives the, the English game a chance to get a couple of like you class them as your foreign players over here as well. And some of those foreign players who play over here are unbelievable, and they, they bring yeah. a lot to the leagues. And I think the English players also bring a lot to the foreign leagues. So I think it's good for both leagues. And, and that experience of going and playing abroad, for, for me personally, was the best experience I've had in life and in football. I, I learned a lot of different kinds of players, different people, you know. And, and I think it's amazing. For, and I would definitely advise anyone if they, they got a chance to do it, to go over there and do it. Because I think as a person, like I say, and professionally as my football career, it gave me so much more confidence and, and kind of ability to do what I wanted to do. But I think as well, um, I think the, the English game, especially the women's game, there's a high profile and a high push on the on the Lionesses to do well, so the national team and everyone gets behind yeah. the national team. Yeah, um, they do, so it's, yeah. So it's, it's pleasing to see um, the girls going here and there and everywhere, but still having the main focus of coming back to play for the Lionesses and to push the, back, push the yeah. country forward for the World Cup and for the Euros and for qualifying and things. So for me, I think it can only be a positive for the for the for the women's game, and I, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, I, 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 we refer back to the Champions League now that um, obviously Tony Duggan's playing abroad. Obviously Nikita Parish played in the semi final with her. She got, I think she got sent off in the in she the semi final, yeah. so she's so she's yeah. going to miss the final, which you know, what I mean, the bronze and. Yeah, and she's a very she good was, player. Yeah. She was really unlucky to get sent off as well. I thought she, um, yeah, she had a first yellow card for dissent, which and she wasn't rag. She didn't seem to be really kind of going for it in terms of dissent. Um, no. She was like she wasn't overtly shouting or using no, bad no. language. And then she clumsily tackled the keeper. It wasn't, you know, it was a booking, but it was one of them where it, she was, she'd put all the effort to get there, won it, and then she just couldn't stop yeah. herself. Yeah. So she's just. But I think though it's, it's, it's disappointing for her, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because the pinnacle of anybody's career is is is, is that game when she's going to miss yeah. Champions League final. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, on a on a big yeah. stage, and and it'll probably be watched more than it probably will have been with obviously no fans being in there. So everyone, yeah. and everyone with, will with be on the TV BT watching it. it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a big game. Yeah. So I do really for it, feel sorry for her, and oh, and obviously yeah. if you're going to pick a if you're going to pick a final, you know, I mean, Wolfsburg have been probably strong for. For a long time, I was more surprised that there was a lack of goals. You know that normally mm. uh, in women's in women's football, especially, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That um, Rebecca mentioned Carly's Helford, and and I think the biggest bugbear of people's opinions of women's football has been the yeah. standard of goalkeeping. Goalkeeping, um, yeah, 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 and and probably, you know lack, probably lack of it. Sorry, mate. I was going to say right. that was one of my sort of points about the particularly the Paris game, but actually, I thought both games. Um, like, look, I'm not going to pretend to be this fountain of knowledge in women's football. I'm not as familiar with it as I am with men's football. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, like, when I look at women's football 10 years ago compared to where it is now, there's a, it's a, just like, it's almost like a different game. Yeah. But the, the standard of goalkeeping and defending, particularly in the Paris-Lyon game, I thought was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the reason for it being a low scoring game as opposed to you know the the standard or the, the finishing from the the strikers of either side not being up to it um i thought it particularly i thought the paris goalkeeper was excellent mm-hmm. uh, and i was really impressed i think the standard has got higher i i, I think it was disrespectful because I'm, I'm probably going back about probably seven maybe seven or eight years and yeah and they're having ideas i think it was it was um it was it was definitely when samson was in charge um for the either the world cup or the euros and they're on about having uh, male goalkeepers thrown yeah. in the women's yeah. game, and, and I just and I find that disrespectful because stuff, yeah. it's disrespectful on the girls, but it's disrespectful on the, on the men as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. It, it, there was no need for that though because it was clear to anyone who like who watches even a little bit of women's football. So like for me, I sort of dip in and out of it now and yeah. again if it's on. I watch it and like you could see season by season the standard was improving it was getting better technically and the players were getting better and i think part of that is as well is players move into different countries mm-hmm. uh both ways because that improves the standard overall because then what you get is you get the kind of the stronger players will kind of congregate towards certain leagues whether yeah, it's yeah. spain or england or whatever it may be so the standard automatically becomes higher and i think you're right and this it was t- really disrespectful for to even mm-hmm. to even have like to even bring that up publicly in a conversation. I thought was pathetic, to be honest. And but, I think um, it shows how much like the women's games improving. You know, when you say seven years ago, like the the kind of conversations people were having, whereas now, like you say, it's a lot better. And you you're thinking that games are on the lower score scales because the keepers are a lot better. I but I think that I, I, I think that's okay though, Rebecca, and, it, and it's good that um, that that the, the, probably the caught up or the standards improve because um, you know what I mean. You, you see some of the and 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 to be honest, I did I did see it firsthand myself watching watching certain games live and following England a little bit and following certain mm-hmm. games that the people would, would just shoot from anywhere and just with the hope that it would go in and sometimes it would go, it would in, go yeah, in and yeah. and, and you know what I mean. The standard of goalkeeping's got better. The, the young goalkeepers who are coming through is a lot better. Yeah. You know what I mean. You've got you've mm-hmm. got girls now who want to be goalkeepers instead of probably yeah. just getting put in goal. Which happens, there, yeah. yeah. Would well, you used to happen with boys years ago, and, and, yeah. and I think that was starting to happen with girls, and you know what yeah, I mean. And yeah. I think the good thing about it is now that that the women's football is is hitting a level, um, and rightly so. Um, and I think that shows with the Champions League, and it shows with BT and Sky, and uh, and the coverage is getting, and um, and I think um, and I think it just needs to carry on. It needs it needs a big push, especially. Um, especially on TV with highlights, you know, I know that BBC did uh, obviously a, like a match of the day sort of show uh, when yeah. the WSL was on and it needs to continue because people need to see the standards of players. Um, they need to see um, the young players coming through and, and, yeah, and it yeah. needs to be followed on because it's the only way to progress mm-hmm. any kind of level of football, you know? Yeah, of course it is, yeah. The Charity Shield being live on BBC One is again, I think that's another big step um, and you know, I'm, I'm not sure if it's been on BBC One before live, but for me to get it on broadcast TV like that uh, and live and not, you know, highlights and be on BBC yeah. One rather than BBC Three or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it all helps to progress it, and not just progress it as a whole, but I think it helps change people's opinion of it uh, generally for, for people who are casual viewers or who maybe their only memory of women's football is from 10 years ago when they mm-hmm. had a look at it and they would they thought oh i can't watch this for whatever reason yeah, yeah. and then they've never gone back to it realizing that now if you watch like the super league games or you watch the international games of the euros and things like that is this genuinely quality genuine quality football mm-hmm. and enjoyable football so you it's kind of i suppose getting those people who had a look at it 10 years ago didn't really get into it. It's getting those people back because, you know, I'd probably say like, I don't know, 80, 80, 80, 90% of football fans generally enjoy watching football, whether it's women's, yeah, yeah. Premier League, non-league, Champions League, if it's enjoyable. And I think that's what people sometimes forget or not necessarily forget, but they they don't realise how far the women's game has gone. For me anyway, and I say that as a, you know, as a casual fan myself, I think um, though, Sai, it's, it's out of respect as well, though. You know that that, that how long's Wembley been built, and I'm on about both new and old. That 
Um, I, I look at it's, it's a little bit disrespectful that England ladies have had to do the rounds and play in the around loads of grounds and and, and yes. before that they're allowed to really go to Wembley. When they've been at Wembley, they've sold it out. So there's a reason mm-hmm. why they sell out. They don't sell it out because of the manager. Uh, if it was Samson or if it was Phil Neville, they, 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 yes, they're high profile names and the big names within the women's game. But they're not on the pitch. They're not selling the team. They're you know not what I mean? The, yeah. Exactly. The Tony Duggins, the Jill Scotts, the Steph Houghtons, you know, that these kind of players, the Sonny Lucos, these kind of players are the, are, the, are the people who sell. These are these are the people who entertain when you watch the game. And, and these are the kind of people who, who, who have you on the edge of the seat. You know, I, I, I went to watch the FA Cup final, I think it was three years ago, when um, Man City battered Birmingham, I think 4-1. Yeah. And my daughter was a big Steph Houghton fan. You know what I mean? She was when yeah, she was at yeah. Sunderland. And... Um, uh, we managed to get a photo with her, and, and just every time oh, she got wow. on the ball, I can just see everyone's just—it's the excitement about people because you know what I mean. She's a she's a defender who scores goals. She's a captain. Yeah. She loves the tackle. She heads the ball, and and when people see women or girls doing that, you know what I mean. Sometimes they're, 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 they're taken back a little bit, but at mm-hmm. end of the day, they're doing something that they're, that they're loving, they're good at. So why why yeah, shouldn't yeah. they be able to excel in, in doing it? You know. Yeah, there should not shouldn't be a reason for that to be taken away from them just because they're a female. You know, if they can do the same kind of thing and. Give the other people that enjoyment, and it should just be the same, yeah. same thing. I've totally noticed agree. that um, the 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 England national team and the Welsh national team specifically are really, really well supported. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a few friends who go and watch. They don't. Some of them don't even go and watch the men's team. They only go and watch the women's Welsh team oh, because wow. they enjoy it so much. They they count themselves as you know. They they stopped watching. For instance, Cardiff City because of the issues with the owners, and they yeah. kind of where well, they needed to find a new football fix. Some of them went to Welsh league football, some of them went to non-league football, and then some of them have gone and started watching women's football. Um, just before we move on to the other bit of any other business, there was a question I wanted to ask you, um, Rebecca, mm-hmm. um, and this might be like a really stupid question, so I apologise if it is. Um, <laughs> As, as my dad used to tell me, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Stupid when you question, when you start a sentence with "this is going to be a stupid question," yeah, no, no, definitely it's, is. It's <laughs> a stupid question. But no, it's not. Um, so, in women's football, are the the teams directly linked to the so like the Man United ladies? Are they directly linked to the Manchester United Football Club, or are they separate entities? But they use the name. So. Some teams are and some teams aren't. So, like, Leeds United are with the men's team, whereas, like, Middlesbrough were not with the men's team. We, we were a couple of years ago and then we came mm. out and we were kind of like our own, like, you call it, like your business kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so then we've kind so, of just been working from ourselves. Without trying to put you on the spot, I'm not trying to, like, make you say anything. I'm just genuinely interested. Like, mm-hmm. um... Why is that? Like, why? Why? Like, for me, I feel like, uh, from the outside looking in, as mm-hmm. overall, I feel like it would do the women's game a lot. You know, it would help everybody. Oh, massively, yeah. On I, both, I, on both I, sides, I, that if the clubs were all linked, you know, to I, their... I know, I know the answer from Middlesbrough's point of view, and it was, yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was linked until um, mm-hmm. Rebecca said a couple of years ago, uh, and now the foundation help out massively with the girls. Yeah. Um, so the foundation okay. help financially with with stuff, and if it wasn't for them. The girls would really struggle, you know, with yeah, uh, with, with yeah. transport and with with kits and um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, with places to play. Um, you know, I mean, luckily enough, they got a, a nice place to play at Billingham Town. Yeah, uh, pitches yeah, pitches nice. are always nice and yeah. uh, and stuff. But uh, for me, the only way to, for the women's game to progress and keep progressing and get higher and, and, and stick with men's is the yeah. girls being able to have that link with the, with with the, with the men. You I know, totally I mean? I'm not agree, on about yeah. I'm not on about playing at the Riverside. 
I'm. I think. I think in the FA Cup, it would be lovely to to, to sample yeah. that atmosphere and, and be able to On go to the Riverside and with the fans to do it. But, it yeah. yeah, but you know, I, I just think um, the odd time, just to, you know what I mean, for to attract um, probably new players or, or, or the best younger yeah, players yeah. to be able to train at the training ground the odd time. Or yeah. I, I just think I just think the link's got to be there, and and I do feel really sorry that Middlesbrough haven't got the link, but other teams have because it mm-hmm. it gives them a, a stepping stone. You know, I I seen is it Sonny Luko t- took over as as um, quite a executive role at Aston Villa the other did, um, yeah, the, yeah, the other yeah. day. So you know, what I mean, yeah. the, the link with Villa is massive. Leicester have got the yeah. same. Look at Man City. Man City play the same pitches yeah. um, as and the young as the young kids, kids do yeah, yeah. at the training ground. So how can you how can you not want the link over clubs when when your link's there? West Ham, West Ham have got a link as well with their first <laughs> yeah. team, and Sheffield United yeah. have. But it's just a shame that, that there's teams in, in in a similar league to Middlesbrough, and they don't have the link. And you know, what I mean, I think yeah. every club needs a link because it'll help financially, it'll help uh, raise the awareness, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's just nice. It's a nice it's a nice feeling because it's it, it has a. Yeah, yeah. Every football club side has men and women, boys and girls supporting them. So yeah. why? Are, Who are makes we, those decisions then? Like the chief executive of, so like Ed Woodward yeah. or like yeah. Mehmet, yeah, yeah, Mehmet yeah. Dalman or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, so it doesn't it, make any sense to me, to be honest. It, I it be doesn't. Honest. Like, it doesn't. I think. I think sometimes people see it as a financial burden, but you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. Middlesbrough ladies can can cope on the on their own by doing strategies and doing yeah. and doing fundraising, just doing like the, any the other part of the business, and, wouldn't and, they? And just like any other part of the club. Yeah, but it'd be nice. Together, I think would would absolutely make not make. Yeah, the would. No, well, sponsorship yeah, would be, sponsorship would be, would be bigger size as well. You know mm-hmm. that you know what I mean. The, um, you could get uh, better sponsors. You could get uh, better advertising. You could yeah. you know what I mean. The, the, the kits would be the same, and it'd look hand in hand, and it would just go mm-hmm. side by side. And I think for and it me, all that's just key. Like yeah. Exactly, and the long term longevity of it, of it has to be. You know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, They've got their own separate um, social media, which is fine. You know that that I know. I know. Obviously, the guys who do uh, who do the social media, and they do an amazing job. So I, I wouldn't want to take that job off them and let and let Middlesbrough Football Club take it over because no. you know what I mean. You get so you get some honesty, you get some good um, interviews, uh, and you get some really yeah, interesting yeah. stuff. And I, and I think that's key that you you separate certain things, but some things need to be brought together, and married together. Yeah. But just because yeah, they're just just because they're brought together, Rebecca, doesn't mean that you have to just because they're. Just for using Borough as an example, just because mm-hmm. uh, the Borough ladies team and the Borough as a as a whole come together, doesn't mean you have to change the social media guys or nope. you know no, any other aspect. Not. Because no, no. at the end of the day, you still want the Borough ladies team to grow as a brand, yeah. as a team, as a business, just as you do the club. It just means that you're all working in the same direction so in the same area. Like the- yeah. yeah, we don't need to. You don't need to change your identity. The identity yeah. still got to be separate because it's 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 different sexes. You got boys. You yeah. got your boys. Boys and girls, men and women. You know mm-hmm. that you've got you've got boys teams filtering into the men's team. Yeah, yeah. You've got girls yeah. players filtering into the women's team, and women's that's key. Team, yeah. And it's key to it's key to keep it going. You know that. You know what I mean? I just I just think I just think it's got to marry together, and I think that yeah. the, I think the club. Um, you know, what I mean, it's been a, it's been a little, a little bit of transition. You know that, that certain things have gone on in the, in the men's in the men's yeah, environment, yeah. and um, and for me, if they get it back together, I think they'll gain a lot more female fans in the area yeah, quicker. So yeah. for me, I think it'll yeah. be a, it'll be it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, even like with Billingham, we've got like a, a season ticket where they do like Billingham Town and Middlesbrough, so if you buy yeah. like both of them, you can come to both games. Whereas yeah. like, if that was like a thing that the men did, you know, and added I don't know another. 40 quid onto a season ticket you know that was mm. for the men and the women as well like mm. even if we got another 100 people at our games like it, it, 
just grows our game massively. And but it'd be massive for you, massive massive for you though, girls, Rebecca, as well, though, wouldn't it? You know that yeah. you know. I mean, you you want to you you love doing what you do, and you turn up week yeah. in week out like you do for home and away games. Yeah. There's nothing better than to have 100, 200 people extra uh, on top of the people yeah. that you watch. Yeah, you know yeah. who are yeah. who are interested because the more that they come, the more they'll mm-hmm. tell people. The more then yeah. the more that will turn up, and then by the time you know it, that's all. grown. Yeah. 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 Away teams are growing, away games are growing, you know, because there's always certain games that you look forward to in this for, for, for different reasons. And yeah. if that's a pitch, if that's a team against that you enjoy playing against, yeah. or it's they're playing in front of a good crowd, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's uh, it's key, really. Yeah, it's key. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, moving on. Um, so obviously, last season, well, when I say last season. I don't really think it's finished. I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like it's finished, does it? No, no. I don't think it has finished, does it? I think, no. I think we're, we're in a bit of a transition now, me. But um, obviously, the women's season finished um, yeah. quite dramatic. Well, when I say quite dramatically, it ended pretty quickly with a quick decision. Um, yeah. Were you surprised in how quickly they made that decision con- compared to the men were able to carry on or a decision wasn't made as, as quick? Um, I think for us, it like it was just a massive shock. Like one one minute we were in training and playing football, and then the next minute it was just you're done. Like finished. Yeah. There's, there's nothing else. So we were kind of just, and then we were just sat waiting. Well, do we know what's next? So I think it was a bit like none of us, like you say, like nobody really understood what was going on. Mm. So, it's difficult though, isn't it? Because you don't want to. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not. Listen, I would never put you on the spot because I think it's I think it's disrespectful and it's unfair. Mm. Um, from my point of view, I think the, the governing bodies in the world should have decided what happened with football. Yeah. But everybody, yeah. everybody did the same thing. It didn't happen. Absolutely, so, yeah, it should have been across uh, the board, and everyone was. But then, but then, if that's not going to happen, then every country does the same thing, which then would have been mm-hmm. the same. So if if yeah. um, if if Middlesbrough were allowed to carry on, then what's the difference between you you guys carrying on and, and, and finishing the season? Then, what you had yeah. because it's it's just unfair, you know. That the teams have a chance to. Um, game promotion and also I'll throw in by the way and I'm, and I'm, and I'm probably I'm, I'm not the only one I hope that this points per game joke or lack what Rubbish. was thrown around I, listen I'm not bad at maths yeah. but I still can't work it out I've not got a clue what's going on I still don't I'm, I've looked at it five, five or six five or six hundred times and I, I still can't work out what's yeah. going on it's yeah it's pointless it. yeah, I, I just think it's um, I, I think it was disrespectful for, for teams and then uh, and, 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 and to give people uh a decision of champions and, uh, and relegation yeah. from uh, it's not These fair. People work so hard, don't they, in a season and, yeah. and work on things, and they put the effort into to go to training and win games, and then it's just like, well, everything you've worked hard for this season has just been scrapped and forgotten about. Like, just forget yeah. about that. We'll start again. And, and it doesn't sit. It doesn't sit right with me because. Um, every other league, uh, you know, I mean, the, the 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 EFL Championship was different to the EFL League One and League yeah. Two. Um, mm-hmm. The conference was different to uh, the Conference North. The Conference North was, was different yeah. to uh, the Evo Stick and the Northern Leagues. And it, yeah. it, nothing filtered down with with the correct things. And and then the women's game sat somewhere differently. And different to be honest, it, yeah. everything's got to marry because men, women, aliens, whoever plays football, mm-hmm. it's just got it's got to be run the same. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure who who runs the WSL and the women's um, development leagues or whatever or whatever leagues. But if it's anything like the AFL, they just need to give their heads a shake because they've yeah. they've, they've they've ruined they've ruined a, a year Absolutely. basically of, but, of everyone's like effort and been scrapped and forgotten yeah. about. And... Yeah. But don't FIFA um, run everything anyway? They have the ultimate decision, don't they? Whether whether it's uh, male or female football, this this they yeah. make the final call. So a couple of things I just wanted to quickly say. 
uh, Gaz makes a phenomenal point here. He says FIFA bottled it. Sai was right when he said during <laughs> lockdown that they should have done the same for men and women from the uh, English Premier League down to grassroots. It should have been the same in every league. And I did say that. I was right. So oh, listen, Sai, we, 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 we agreed, we agreed um, on certain things. We said that uh, it should have been the same. Um, I was I was we, all for football we, being. He's I was it all. To we now. No 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 <laughs> not on that. I was all for football being cancelled. I was, but then I changed because I, I wanted to get it finished. I think everyone deserved to have uh, a way of being yeah. finished, and well, I wanted mm. it to be finished. But then I, I didn't. I didn't want the Premier League to be finished, and then um, Middlesbrough ladies and Doncaster Rovers getting scrapped because that's not. Yeah, what, that's, that's not ridiculous. what. That's not well, what have I you seen think. what they've said? Have you seen what they've said? Like, just just veering off slightly. They. Um, I read. I think two days ago that if 50% of the games are played in the league this year and then there's another big lockdown they're just going to give the positions as they are so if you're top of the league you win the league you win the league yeah I just think that's ludicrous and you can't do that because what you could have is I don't know like especially in like in in the men's premier league for instance quite often say in I know Christmas time or just before Christmas to so say November time you can have all sorts of teams up in the top six or the bottom yeah. three because they haven't made a very good start for whatever reason it may be mm-hmm. you know whether they played a lot of games the season before or whatever it's it's frustrating um but again you know it's no surprise with FIFA as a whole don't seem to know what the left the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing unfortunately yeah no, I totally agree totally agree yeah Totally agree. Um, right, let's um, let's move back on to um, to the women's game, uh, and I'd just like to obviously speak to you, uh, Rebecca, about about the growth and your opinion of growth. So, um, when you started out playing, obviously girls football, and and, yeah. and, at, and at a young age, and obviously to, to to date now, how much has it grown, and what do you put it down to? Oh, like massively. When I first started as a as a youngster, it was obviously my dream to play professional, but. I was always told, like, don't whisper too much because we don't think it's ever going to happen, you know, you need to focus on something else. Why um, was that, though? Why, what, why were they saying those negative comments? Were they saying that because they didn't think that there was the avenue to do it? or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People just didn't think that it was ever going to get there, you know. They just thought, yeah, you could play, but it was just going to be kind of the, the fun side of it, never anything else, really. Yeah. So it was just kind of a backup, you know, to say, don't get your hopes too high because it's probably not going to happen. Um, did did you I play? Think... Did you play as a youngster? Did you play as um, in a in a in a men's team? Or a, sorry, a boys team? Or did I, you? Play, I or did the you have boys team? Girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to to an academy. So I, I joined Leeds Academy when I was like six, and played right, okay. for the boys as well. So right, okay. So and that's sorry. Because that's, 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 I was going to just ask about obviously, as you know, and like I got some boys in the academy system, and I was just going to ask about the sort of comparison of the academy systems for kids. Mm-hmm. in the boys and the girls side of it because yeah. I know like if in Cardiff for instance I know that there's a few at least a few girls teams but a lot of the time you'll see girls playing in the boys teams up to I think it's under 12s or under 11s yeah. uh, at the grassroots level but then obviously there is there's girls academies and that but I know some of the girls academies in this area they don't play games they just train yeah. and try just and build up the te- yeah. technical side of it whereas the mm-hmm. boys will play uh, they play non-competitive because it's Wales yeah, and yeah. bizarre. Um, <laughs> but they play games. You know, the academies will play games against other academies, and then but the girls don't. 
and I was just wondering if the comparison really of the two academy systems for me personally like my parents kept me like in the academy and in like playing for the boys team and I think that was the best thing for my like career going forward because I think as like you say when when I was younger they weren't really watching you know they weren't really playing playing games so for me to be doing all the technical side of all the female like the girls when I was younger and then going to the, the boys on a weekend and getting that physicality and getting that you know pushed off the ball and getting mm. thrown up in the air by tackles where I wasn't getting in the academy side um, so that for, for my like growing up and, and getting used to that kind of football that helped me so much in, into my like open age I was just about to say that Rebecca is it, is it, so is that key then because obviously I um, I've run junior teams uh, in the past and, uh, and, and, and I've had or seen girls play uh, at a certain area, um, in certain areas, centre field, and getting stuck in, and and yeah. they don't get treated any differently, and I, and and I like that, you know, that even the parents, you know, what I mean, they, they throw them in because they want them to um, get kicked, get thrown around, um, yeah. get treated, get treated the same as everybody else. Because when it came to yeah. certain games against girls, that you know, what I mean, that they didn't again get that physicality like they get with yeah. the boys, and 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 I know, I know certain parents who um, who my daughter plays with now that that they did that intentionally to to, to yeah. build build them up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and, and when I first started with the lads, like some of them were looking like, oh, I can't tackle her, and then the manager was like, look, like she she's just playing with you guys, yeah. like just. So then, as soon as that got said, it was just as if I was one of the lads, you know, playing and and flying in for tackle. Sometimes yeah. my tackles were probably worse than theirs. Like it wasn't the case yeah, yeah. of like boy and girl. It was just me getting that level of physicality and, and getting those tackles and and getting used to it instead of like you say, just doing the technical side of it. And, and enjoying a bit of, you know, kicking lumps out of each other when we were younger. Yeah. Do you know, that's nice, um, isn't it? Just like being kids, my, isn't it? That's what we did. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it. Yeah. What, my, um, what my youngest boy, who's 11, found difficult, um, not so much in the last year or so, but when he was a bit younger, was mm-hmm. when they would come across a team with a girl in, is obviously yeah. he's been brought he's been brought up that you shouldn't hit people generally, but like he's also been brought up that you don't hit girls, you don't push girls, yeah. blah 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 blah. And then what he found difficult was then to play football against them. He's quite yeah. rough and aggressive in yeah. his football. And then everyone's telling him to go, you know, go play your normal game, go yeah, flying yeah, into yeah. tackles. And I think yeah. he found that difficult to like but to kind of correlate in his mind it didn't take him long once they nutmegged him he was, he was angry after that. he was chased, chasing after him like, but, but you know it's just an, another aspect but I think from for, it sounds like from your point of view it really helped you playing with yeah. like playing in the boys teams um, is there like I, I'm i assuming there's much more girls teams now than there was mm-hmm. you know yeah. 10 years ago yeah. but I think oh, what's yeah. like and because obviously you've got girls is there a lot of girl? is there a lot of options for girls to play football at grassroots level, yeah, now yeah, especially yeah. There's 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 teams. Um, you know, they probably don't have a team for every age group. Where I think they probably mm-hmm. should. There's probably every every two yeah. years or ten to twelve, fourteen, sixteen. So if you're stuck in between uh, ten and twelve, for example, you're eleven, you'll play a year above yourself. So a year you'll, above, you'll miss that age group, anyway, which, is, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I like it. And some people stick with that same. Um, same 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 scenario where you you know I mean every two years you you you're hitting that um, yeah. hitting that scenario where you're playing two years above, a year above yourself and I think it helps your development you know what I mean girls especially that um, 
when they do get older, it gets competitive. You know what I mean? The 14, 15, 16 year old, you know what I mean? The, the development into young women and, um, and they're getting pushed off the ball. So I think to start football and play football early, you know what I mean? Yes, you need the technical side, you need the technical mm-hmm. side that we spoke about, but also you need the competitive games. And oh, I'm, in a big, yeah. I'm a big advocate for it. And uh, I do believe the goals sometimes are probably under 10s are too big, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and maybe under 11s, but that's the same for boys as well. Um, exactly the, you know what I mean? You've got you've got the nine aside goals, which is still probably too wide. Height's probably okay for some, um, and I just think you're asking for trouble when you get some good sides and, and they play good football, and then they shoot from the inside the box or just outside yeah. the box. It it does seem to go in quite a lot, but at the same yeah. time, it, you need that uh, understanding of winning, losing, um, enjoying it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I remember driving back with my daughter a few times that she's been heavily beaten. You probably didn't talk to me for the first 10, 15 minutes yeah. in the car. And then all of a sudden, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it. I thought yeah. you were brilliant because you, you might have been beating double figures. But yeah, yeah. It, she got stuck in. She tried her best. She never gave up. She got man of the match by their manager. And and, that, and that's all you can do. You can't mm-hmm. you can't win every game. And I think, um, you know what I mean? And I think uh, playing playing the level that you've played at, you know what I mean? You understand that. You know what I mean? You're disappointed that you don't win every game. But yeah, you go into yeah. one and win every yeah. game. But you just can't. And You know what I mean? And sometimes yeah, you come off the pitch happier sometimes with how you've played that you've played well you've scored you've a worldie well, or something but you've yeah, lost yeah. the game and you, yeah. you know what I mean sometimes you get just as much enjoyment from that than you do if you've had a really bad game you've been brought off by the manager because you've played yeah. brutal but then you've won the game luckily somehow and everyone else yeah. buzzing because you've won yeah and you're not mm. and it's, yeah. it's it's a difficult one yeah uh, so you yeah, mentioned yeah. there Rebecca about, um, about when you were younger and you mentioned parents so who had the, who had a big influence in your uh, in your young career and uh, was it parents who like obviously travelling you around and, and driving yeah, you and then everywhere? At, at first, it was my big brother. He's four years older than me, and obviously he just used to stand me in the garden and volley a football at me and expect <laughs> me to be able to control. So big brothers are four, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was covered in bruises and all sorts. But after like three or four years, I was like, right, this is. So my mum, mum and dad took me to like football, and then both of them, to be fair, some took me around the country, you know, playing and and to training and all sorts like that so I've got to give it to them for, for getting me into it um, but yeah but it's key It's key though isn't it you know what I mean having having that support mechanism you know that you, yeah, you, speak, to, you yeah. speak to everybody because you know what I mean and, and, and parents who who haven't got transport or you know what I mean mm-hmm. haven't got the haven't got the, the finances maybe to, to buy a pair of football boots yeah. they're not cheap or the things oh, don't go God, with yeah, it you yeah. know what I mean the, the, all the other equipment will go with it and it's uh, I, I, I'm the same, same as you I owe so much to my parents and my brother yeah. for 100%. All the help yeah, and support yeah. that they give me because I wouldn't have been able to put myself in that position or platform to to progress through and have a career. I, you know, I would never have just... been where I am now if they wouldn't have yeah. thrown me into it and, and let me stick at it and do what I needed to do. So, yeah, it's yeah. to them. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Um, so we've got a couple of questions in the live chat. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to touch on one now. Uh, Middlesbrough Women FC ask, uh, question for Bassey, why does... Uh, she only scored twenty to twenty-five to thirty yards. Twenty-five to thirty yards. Can't speak. <laughs> Bear in mind, I've seen some of these some of these goals. You have to by answer. the way, you have to answer. Goals, they're all right the there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. crackers. Can't. There's there's probably one or two of them where I can't lie. I've been that tired. I think mm. that I can't run anymore. I'm just <laughs> going to have to hit it. Yeah. So I hit it and it just goes in. So. Yeah. Some of them I look at and I think, do you know what, Bassie, you've got this in your locker here, you can do that. And then some of them I'm just like, I'm too tired, you're going to have to go for it, and if it goes in, it goes in. Do you find, though, that you get uh, you get a reputation for it? So, 
from probably both sides that, that the opposition are expecting it and then sometimes that your your teammates and players and staff and, and yourself are, yeah. are, are under pressure to do it as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, the best thing for me, I love, one of our girls scored the other day and the best thing in the world is when their manager or their players are screaming, put her on the left or... I've like, seen that, I've seen that goal yeah. as well when she just put her, put her in. Put her on your right if you're yeah. left or right footed and then you go and score with that foot yeah. that she's telling you to do. Yeah. That's, for me, is, is yeah, unbelievable. That was a, I love doing that. Was that, a great, yeah. that was a, yeah, yeah. It was a great goal. Great goal. Great goal yeah. every day. And you know what? And I think... And until people see these kind of things and see people That's doing it, it you know yeah, that you know yeah. what I mean. And, and and it happens at men's level. They say show them inside, show them outside, show them on the left yeah. foot, show them on the weaker foot, and you know what I mean. Straight away, what you do, you sell it. Sell, uh, you know, I was worse for it. You know what I mean. When I heard yeah. somebody slagging me off or something, straight away, I'd, I'd remember straight it about eighty minutes going, later. Yeah. yeah, straight over and yeah, you just yeah. shove it, shove it down the throat a little bit. But uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> Especially when there's not that many people there. You know what I mean. And I found that probably uh, when I played uh, semi-professional football that. Yeah, you, you, you hear everything uh, in a oh, stadium, especially now when there's no fans there. But it's yeah. even more disrespectful because you just said yeah. there about show them on the left. Well, I can use my left. I just yeah. so I'll do it and I'll I and I'll, and I'll, use right. yeah, and yeah, I'll bend it in. You just do it, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and I, th- and I think that's uh, sometimes just a little bit disrespectful by coaches and managers yeah. who are extremely talented, by the way, and have all, have all the badges and all, have all the things. But yeah, I think yeah. Sometimes but you I, speak I louder than you do. I, I would never do it if they if they didn't say it. So. Yeah. It's their fault when you've got a world Fair play. Fair play. Yeah. Uh, James Costley asks, what's your opinion on the women's USA team uh, fighting for being paid equally as the men's team? That's not an easy... That's not, that's not a quick question to answer, talking, is it? We're talking about um, Megan... Uh, Rap, is it Rapinoe? Rapinoe. 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 Yeah, yeah. Rapinoe. 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 What a player, by the way. I think we're talking about player, her, yeah. basically, don't we? I, I, I agree. I, what a player, I agree, but... Has she let herself down with the comments? I think she has, yeah. I think yeah. You, you, you play football, for me anyway, I play football to enjoy playing football. If you get the chance and you're lucky enough to play for your country, play for your country, play as well as you can, show everybody what you can do, but don't go and start every time you get an award. It has to be about pay. Just take the so- award, take the, the praise of you've done well and, and you, you mm. get into a point, yeah, we understand you might be better than the men's team, but it's men mm. like they're making the money. Like mm. people get paid how much money they make in any job in the mm. world. If, if you if you are good at your job and, and there's a lot of money in that company, you make that money, don't you? So yeah. if, if it's not all the money, so in the for, world, probably... sorry to interrupt you, Meg. Uh, no, right. Rebecca, Rebecca. Um, I, just, I was just going to say, just for the people perhaps who uh, don't know what she has said. Could you give us like a kind of paraphrase of what she generally it, says? Well, it's, they just want. Um, Mutual pay, don't they? So male and female, like the women should be getting paid the same as men. Right, um, they're getting like less pay than them. So every every time they get an award, you know, if it's like players' player or they go up on stage somewhere, it's just like, yeah, thank you for this, but I'm still preaching that we should get the same amount of money. And it's just like, have a day off, take your award, and mm. I don't think though, Rebecca, I don't think place either. I don't, I don't yeah. think though, Si. I don't. I don't think that other sports have helped. Um, I don't think tennis yeah. have helped. You know what I mean? Because tennis, tennis, especially Wimbledon and all the big, um, the, the, yeah, the big no, I agree opens with that. Yeah, yeah. have gone for have gone for equal money, even though they don't play the same amount of games. So you know what I mean? Yeah. I think because they've done things like that, they're setting other organize, organizations up for a for a fall. Yeah. yeah. And listen, I think women should be better paid. I think they deserve to be mm. better paid. But your comp- like she's, I think she's she's still in she's still still in the US playing in the US. To compare the level that she's playing at, at with the time scale or the pay scale with MLS yes. is just impossible because it's the ridiculous. MLS is yeah. the MLS is franchised. 
So the franchise yeah. becomes it's almost two anywhere. different games, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. and it's the same as American football so and basketball. So the, the, the women who play basketball, are they going to be paid the same as the lads playing the M- NBA? NBA? Yeah. No chance. Because no, it's not going to happen. It's, do, it's do you know like what I mean? So she's, with, with women yeah. in the Premier League, like expecting mm. someone like from Man City women to get the same as the men's team. Mm. Like yeah. you say, I, I agree, they should get a bit more money, but how mm. can you imagine a female footballer to be on for 40 grand a week, you know? Yeah. When they're not bringing that income into the club, like... No. I, I preach should get paid a little mm. bit more. There should be more money into it, but mm. you've got to think of the money coming in and, and teams making that money for fees to be paying that kind of money to players. I think that's, that's what, what it comes totally down agree. to, isn't it? It's the, it's, totally the money, it's the money coming in. Yeah, you know, of like is, yeah. a like a Messi or a Ronaldo or you know mm-hmm. whoever David Silva, whoever they bring a certain amount of money in for their commercial yeah. value yeah. The, 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 as well as on the pitch. Oh, but look, Sai, si, so you, you've got, you, you just mentioned Messi there, you know what I mean? Apparently, you know what I mean? You get, you're getting loads of fingers banding around the minute, £2 million a week with add-ons, yeah. with, with stuff. You know I mean, obviously, Barcelona playing the big stadium, you've got Barcelona women playing the mini stadium, just watch yeah. more or less over the road. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't get half the fans which um, which, which, which go, the men yeah. get. So how, how on earth can any of, the, any, of the, any of the players be paid the similar amount because they yeah. won't be making any kind of the money. Barcelona, the Barcelona won't be able to afford to pay Messi that kind of money because they're paying the women. It becomes a double expense and they won't yeah. be making any money. It's, it's not a business anymore. It's no. just not a business then. And teams just can't afford to do it and players can't afford no. it. And, but I do feel sorry. I do, I do believe, I'll go back to my original point, mm-hmm. of course they deserve more, but I, I, yeah, I, I, I do believe all the other organisations have just absolutely just ruined it for... Um, opinions of football because yeah. tennis, especially, you know that, that with it being equal, you, you've opened a can of worms for everybody else. Hundred um, percent. I'm going to read some of these comments in a minute because there's some great points going in. There is, yeah. Um, but I'm just going to go to the questions first. Uh, so Chris uh, Fairless asked uh, follow up to the previous question: Can you ask Rebecca about her penalty against Sunderland, please? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a, this isn't a stitch up, mate, is it? This is a stitch up. I know, this is absolutely awful. This. I'm just reading you know the questions, what? you know. I, I had I had a like I used to play for Sunderland, so big game. After we were one 0 down, I scored like the best goal of my career. After about let's say sixty minutes, so it's one all. Their keeper gets sent off after eighty nine minutes penalty. My whole team just disappear. So I'm like, right, Bassa, this is on you, this, you've got to yeah. get this. Put the ball down and I just volleyed it straight off the crossbar. And I've never, ever in my career lived it down. And Chris <laughs> is one of the only people who reminds me of it all the time. <laughs> so cheers for that one, mate. <laughs> uh, I, I, do you know what? It, it reminds me of that of, uh, that was the last penalty I took for Cardiff. And uh, to be yeah. honest, I wish I wish I did it the crossbar because then it, that means it would have reached the goal because my penalty was there. <laughs> nobody, wanted, nobody wanted to take it. Just I, I got thrown That's the it. ball. The ball was getting thrown around. I caught hold of it and I don't know why. I don't know why I put it on the spot. It was, it was basically it was like a hot potato. Around, it just got left, so I was just like, "All right, lasses, I'll get this then, shall I?" Yes, mm-hmm. brilliant. It's a great feeling isn't it? that that, that yeah, everyone else yeah. just puts their head down and doesn't make eye contact with anybody. Like, yeah. Oh, Bassett, that could have been our chance to beat. Him. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah you didn't. You, yeah, you didn't do it, did you? Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Ooh, brilliant yeah. Tough. Um, all right, final question for now, and then we'll go back at the end. Uh, Gaz says, uh, women's football has a reputation of being much more aggressive than men's. Is it a fair uh, reputation? Um, I think women's football, it, I don't know I don't know if it's more aggressive. I think it's definitely up there as aggressive. Um, mm. If you can to some of our games, there's tackles going in that are unbelievable tackles, you know, winning the ball fairly. But mm. they're like your 
your old style, you know, football tackles when when you had like your Billy Bremner kind of tackles. And, yeah, and it was like a, a, a good tackle. Um, but before the uh, referees ruined the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stopped your tackle. Yeah, but I, I, but I, I think though, as, as well, you know what I mean. It's like uh, like Rebecca just said there about Billy Brennan and people who who, who used to enjoy a tackle, Roy Keane yeah. and Patrick Vieira's yeah. and stuff. That I see defenders now and. When people are standing there with their hands behind the back, they've got no intention to tackle because they can't no. tackle because they're not they ready to tackle. They haven't got their hands yeah. ready and they're scared yeah, of giving yeah. a penalty away. And I think yeah. until until all these stupid rules are ironed out, then you yeah. know what I mean. Tackling's just going to die out the game. Are, yeah. And, yeah, and and then and then I, when somebody does tackle, yeah. And, but then when you do do a tackle and it's mistimed, um, it looks ten times worse. So you're you're yeah. looking at a yellow card if not a red card sometimes. Yeah. And I just I just find it a little bit that. It needs tackling needs to be brought back in the game. It gets it gets fans on the edge of the seat. It excites. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting. Yeah. It's like it's like a goal. We can't we, mm-hmm. at the minute. You know, you look at the Premier League and 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 world football. At the minute, we're not celebrating goals because of VAR. We can't tackle. It's gone in, yeah. We've got no fans. So at the minute, for me, I'm, football's not even yeah, football big, at the minute. Yeah. It's just a bit no. of a it's just a training session. So it's just a bit of a kickabout with you, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's no fun. But as no. I say, the um, it is what it is. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, so just before we move on, I wanted to read some of these comments because there's some fantastic comments here. Uh, MCFC Bird 1985 says, uh, I love that Amira looks up to you all so much when there are people like her around. Uh, Kelly says, women's football is not even close to the financial backing that the men's game gets. James Costley says, I think in the Women's World Cup, the winners get a larger pay cut percentage-wise. Um which I'm not sure about that, but that would be quite interesting mm. if that is the case. Uh, Kelly, oh, she's, uh, well, she says, uh, Mia, Mia, is it Mia Ham or Mia Haim? I'm not sure, uh, 100%. But uh, Mia Ham put women's football on the map back in the mm-hmm. day. And uh, Jonathan Wish says, top show. Uh, Leslie Coates said he'd say five penalties, five penalties from five from Andy. And... Uh, Kelly just says about Roy, Roy King uh, and his tackling. Okay, so... Sorry, that's an interesting point about what you made about the World Cup, you know, because obviously the mm. conversation we were having earlier on about, about how strong England turn out for the major tournaments and, 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 and every other team does, by the way, especially the Americans and mm-hmm. uh, and the French and stuff, so, you know, and, and the Germans. Every, every Everyone seems to put the best teams out for all, all the major tournaments and things. And um, I'd, be, I'd be really interested about that because, uh, for me, yeah. it's the same as the same as the Men World Cup. You know what I mean? If you win the World Cup, you deserve what you get because it's a, mm-hmm. you're away from home for for long periods of time. A long you're stuck, time, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're stuck with uh, you're stuck with a group of people, which you do enjoy sometimes. Um, but obviously, the, you know, what I mean, the longer it goes, the more tired you get, the more tedious you get. And you know what I mean? It would be it would be nice if they did get rewarded financially for yeah, for winning it because. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I would I would like to think in my lifetime that I am going to see. Um, Men or women win the World Cup. That'd be nice. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm probably struggling with it. I'm probably struggling with it. I'm probably struggling with the men, to be honest. But the women would be, be the second, second best. I'll be happy with yeah. that. <laughs> be happy with that. So I was just having a look to see if I could find anything about the percentages of the the winners' percentages and stuff. I can't find anything or nothing jumps out straight away. However, I will say that the Women's World Cup uh, in two around 2019 did record-breaking TV audiences all mm. around the world. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's clear that uh, as as the game as a whole is progressing, people are watching, people are tuning yeah, in, yeah, and then yeah. it's about getting it on the right 
channels and broadcasters. Mm. You need right, people yeah. like BT and Sky to pick it up. And I think, you know, BBC, Charity Shield tomorrow. Like you say about uh, tomorrow, that's unbelievable for the, for the women's game. Like, mm. it's you never see things like that, do you? So... But I think win? it's a, but I think it's an added bonus, though, isn't it? I think it's an added bonus, though, for the for for the players to play in it because they're going to be tomorrow put into the limelight. You know what yeah. I mean on, on the on the on the, on the, yeah, on the yeah, national, national on the national yeah. television. You know what I mean. Yeah. So the, the viewers is going to be higher because everybody can watch it, and I, and I think it's great for them because they won't have expected it by winning the FA Cup and by winning yeah. the league. So it's. You know what I mean? I know by default, you know what I mean? It didn't really happen, but it doesn't. They're, they're, tomorrow they're not going to give it. They're not going to give a damn. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Who, uh, who do you think is going to win the Charity Shield tomorrow, Rebecca? Who oh, is it? Chelsea and... Liverpool. Is it Liverpool? Chelsea and Liverpool, wasn't it? Double Liverpool. check now. Chelsea. Chelsea, I'm going. Liverpool. Is it Liverpool? Man City. No. Chelsea, Man City. Chelsea, Man City. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, Chelsea, yeah. I'm going. Chelsea have got the uh, Chelsea have got the mockers on on um, on Man City. You know, I think uh, yeah. especially with with the foreign players that you mentioned earlier on about about the English players going abroad. But Chelsea have been uh, really really good in bringing some mm-hmm. top foreign players over to yeah, England, yeah. and I think it helps with the link they've got with the first team. It helps uh, obviously living in London um, and yeah. uh, being able being, being able to give them. Um, Better, better deals and stuff. So I think you know what I yeah. mean. It does help when you've you know what I mean. I'm not saying Man City don't because they've got the training ground, they've got the facilities and stuff. But yeah. sometimes it can it can have that massive help in 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 wanting foreign players to come over because you're living in a big city like London. In and a it's, big city where everyone knows I'm talking. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. No, it's endless, endless. Then, um, uh, I'd I'd like to to move on to your your career, uh, Rebecca. Yeah. Um, uh, firstly, you know, you mentioned it a little bit, but obviously playing in Iceland. So how did how did that come around? So how you know what I mean? Because obviously, uh, obviously playing football at, at any levels. How does a move like that come around for you? Um, I was at Sunderland at the time, um, and I'd been there like four years, four or five seasons, I think it was. Um, and I, I just got. To, I, I was obviously still playing, still enjoying it, but I got to a point where I just wanted something, something different. Um, so I went on loan um, for the first four months that I went over, uh, and then came back home. Uh, and I got home and about two days later I got a phone call off a manager that I'd played against when I was in Iceland uh, and he rang me and just said we're, we're really interested in you coming out we want you to come out for the season um, so my my job was football so I didn't really have I didn't I won't pay in a house mortgage or anything like yeah. that I, I didn't have like a proper job so I kind of said I, I, I was daft to, to not go for it really um, so I went out there I, I was there for 11 months um, and played out there and, and like I said before it was one of the best experiences I've ever had um, being out there and just enjoying football and, and, and just living the dream like I said I, there's nothing else I can say about like all, I just lived my dream really What was the standard like? Because obviously you played at a good level before you went over and then, yeah. obviously, but then you're training every day so what was the standard like as in uh, games and training Was it did it did it, it, was, did it suit everything what you what expected? Yeah, yeah it, it, it was a good standard to take. in the comparison at the time it was the the it was probably between the, the top half of the Super League 2 and the bottom half of the Super League 1. You know, so that kind of clump. So, yeah. it, it, for me, it was, it was still a good standard. Yeah. Um, and, and, like I say, just playing football every day like for for however many months. It was something I'd always wanted to do. So, yeah. I, I so, what, no. obviously, Scandinavia, you know what I mean? It's, it's obviously got a good reputation for football. You know, yeah. men and women. And I, and I, and I think, uh, you know I mean, a lot of a lot of people that I know, men who, uh, or I'll say, I won't call them men, you know what I mean? Probably boys who get released by clubs yeah, at like yeah, 18, yeah. decide to go over there because it's a different lifestyle uh, 
Um, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously, there, 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 there's, there's not really much difference in language barriers and stuff because everyone can speak no. English and speak English, and help yeah, you out. So right, it's yeah. uh, you know what I mean. And the, so the transition is is good. But they always say that the standard of football, the pitches and everything, everything's mm-hmm. spot on. The lifestyle is yeah. excellent. So there's not really much much of a muchness than being being back in Britain. Yeah, really. yeah. Where, where I played, like the second year that I went, the football pitch was the most unbelievable pitch I've ever played on. It was literally on. You look to your left hand side, and there was the like the sea, you know, like looking at yeah. like you were looking onto it. It was, you know, one of those picturesque things that comes up on Twitter that you see of these like football yeah, yeah. pictures abroad. And it was just that, and it was just like I'm living on this like this island here where everything is just unbelievable. Um, so no regrets, uh, no regrets about going over. Absolutely not. No, I, I would to any youngster or anyone who got given the opportunity to go out and play football. That that is something I'd say 100 percent do. Give it a go. So what about um, obviously you know I mean like now I think there's uh, there's opportunities that are endless aren't there for girls and I think scholarships mm-hmm. that, uh, in 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 probably America or Australia yeah. or, or countries yeah, like yeah. that and things. So um, what advice would you give to people who are, who are who are looking at things like that as well? I think for me personally, I academically wasn't great when I was at school. Um, I, I just sounds like me. Football. Sounds like me. That yeah, sounds like me. <laughs> I didn't have any like didn't have anything about me for academics. So. I got the options to go to America, you know, and, and the scholarships and whatever. Um, but I'd have been going for the wrong reasons. All I wanted to do was go and play football. And they said, well, school's more important. Like You'll go and yeah. do your college first and then you'll play football. So I was just a bit like, well, this isn't for me. You know, I'd rather stay here and, and play for, for somebody over here. And that's obviously when I got offered to go to Sunderland. But I think for, for anyone who's got the, the academic or the opportunity to go we, we've just lost two of our three of our players sorry going over to America and I, I said to them yeah. before they went I said it's an experience it's it's playing football every day it's getting your academic skills built up as well and, and it's something that I don't regret not doing um, I'm, I'm glad I didn't do it but I would never say to anyone don't do it you know if they get the opportunity and, and they're willing to, to do the academic then definitely go for it yeah I think it's something though that that, that you've got to you've got to give something you've got to give it a, a real good thought process and then when you buy into it you've got to give it everything you've got because it's so important that um, speaking of the chairman there uh, thanks for that Ben uh, hello yeah I've just seen that <laughs> um, that you know I mean it, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity because you don't know where it's going to end you know you, yeah, you don't know yeah. you know you don't know whether, whether something that's going to end you know that, you, that you, you've just said there you've lived in the dream every day you're doing something that you enjoy and mm-hmm. and at yeah. the same time you can also get yourself a, a good qualification at the end of it you know yeah. that I remember. God, when I was back at school in probably '95, that mm-hmm. uh, people telling me that that, that you, it's a pipe dream being a footballer. You've got to try hard yeah. at school, and that was it, exactly you know what I mean. I, same, I, yeah. I think sometimes though that, that you've got to give somebody that respect and that and that opportunity to, to fulfil a dream because yes, it was Absolutely, a dream. It's a, yeah. it's a dream that that. But if you're willing to put the effort in and the groundwork in, and you it, can it's, make it's endless, too, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if yeah. if I'd have turned into a into a careers meeting and said I wanted to be a a policeman that had backed me yeah. and said, "You need to go down this. You need to do this." But I wouldn't have been able yeah, to achieve yeah. it because I, I, I didn't have the drive in school and things to um, to be able to do it. So I just think sometimes it was uh, it's 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 about being honest with people, but letting people flourish in the right areas. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Um, obviously, going back on yourself, then, because obviously, uh, I just wanted to know what it was like being abroad, because you know, what I mean, that's something mm. that, that that I had an opportunity to do, and I I I, well, I wouldn't say I bottled it. I just it was it wasn't the right <laughs> circumstances for me at the time. Yeah. With, with yeah. a young family and things, but uh, uh, but obviously playing for playing for a big club like Sunderland, you know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell tell us about that because obviously they had a had a good reputation. There's 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 been a lot of 
uh, England internationals come through the yeah, come through the ranks of some of some really good players. They've had they've had a lot yeah. of success. So what was it like yeah. playing for them? Well, I, I was at Leeds first. I, I played for Leeds women's team, the first team when I was like sixteen to eighteen, and it was all in, in the time where like the Super League, you know, when when it first started. Um, yeah. So everyone was putting the bids in to go into the Super League, and, and Leeds bid didn't go through. Um, and I remember we played against Sunderland in the last game of our season, and Sunderland's bid had gone through. Um, so obviously we'd lost. They won the game, and and I spoke to the manager afterwards, and he said, "Look, Bassie, he said we're interested, and we want you to come to Sunderland." So I was 18 year old, and it was like, "Wow, like I'm getting this opportunity to go to Sunderland." Um, so I went there at 18, and we, we trained at the academy a lot. You know, we were mm. we were there when the men were there. We we kind of that was when I was thrown into you know like the the life of professional football. It was training. Yeah. Uh, in in that kind of environment, um, and for the first two years it was unbelievable. You know, we, we won the Super League two. Um, the the group of girls there that we had, like I said before, we had like Beth Mead, Rachel Furness, Rachel Laws. You know, who were all still playing in in the Super League now. Um, so the team that we had there and the managers that we had there, Mick Mulhern, I don't know if you know him. Yeah, unbelievable yeah. manager. Yeah. yeah, and and he he did so much for us as a club. Um, and it it was just a, an unbelievable time and an unbelievable team and set of girls to be involved in. Um, do you think that? Do you think that club could have or would have been um, as successful if they didn't have the links with the first team and have the links with the? I, I think the the problem with the team was we we had all the links and then it kind of went a bit sour when Sunderland got relegated, so yeah. they didn't have the money you know that yeah. that they wanted to have, um, so things were getting pulled out from from places so. That's why now they're they're in the same league as Borough, which, which I think is is really unfortunate because the setup that they had there and and the coaches and the and the players were just unbelievable. But because they didn't have the funds to, you know, to keep the players that they wanted, it, it all went kind of up in the air and, and they're back in the, this league now. Which is disappointing, isn't it? Because it all it all then boils down again to finance and and, and boils yeah, down to opportunity, it, yeah. and it's such a yeah. it's such a disheartening time. Because you know, what I mean, where could that football club be? Would it be? Uh, you know, what I mean, for me, you know, what I mean, brought up and, and, and seeing how successful they used to be, uh, yeah. there should be a Super League side. There should be probably emulating what the first team should be doing. You know, what I mean, with yeah. the, the, the men's team, and um, and there should be flying the flag really for for uh, for an area for who's passionate about football. And it's such a shame yeah, because. Yeah. If finances dictated that, because you know, what I mean, the girls are the same as the men; that they deserve the same opportunities. But unfortunately, you know, what I mean, budgets have just, uh, yeah. have been cut from different different ends, and and unfortunately, mm-hmm. the women have had to have had to take the bigger cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like you say, it is a shame. Yeah. Obviously, you came back. Um, you came back from Iceland. Um, you are now uh, obviously playing for the biggest club in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough ladies, which is, uh, which is when, did you, when did you sign for Cardiff? Then? <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which is which is great testament for you, uh, and it's obviously yep. the proudest moment in your life. Obviously, you play Absolutely, for yeah. apart from Ben Fisher, who's the chairman, which uh, which obviously is, it's it's hit and miss, isn't it? You know, I mean, we had a yeah, we had a, we had, we had a chat about you, Ben. By the way, so if you're still listening, yeah, still watching, uh, we had a chat about you, and uh, and uh, Rebecca's told us all the dirt on you, so I'll uh, I'll let you know yeah. later. You text me before saying this better be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure then. No pressure. I know. Um, no. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, obviously, and, and things. What, what, what I see at Middlesbrough uh, is they've got some really good young players. Um, uh, I know. Yeah. I know one. I taught her at school uh, at Thirsk, uh, Savannah Robson. Uh, oh, yeah. Who's very, very talented, Savannah. She was 
she used to play for uh, for my school team in the in the boys team. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, she'd run the, she'd run the show. Um, yeah, yeah. Technically very good, physically developed and strong, and you know, I mean, I see yeah. her now, and I'm I'm not surprised in certain preseason games she's got herself a couple of goals, and yeah, uh, she and she's progressing progressing yeah. really well, and and I think if she continues to listen and continue continues to learn. Uh, she'll, she'll she'll turn into a into a cracking player because she's got the attitude. Definitely, she's got yeah. she's she's got she's what got she needs attitude. to be. To, yeah, 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 she's yeah. got to be what she needs to play, and and I think that's key though for uh, obviously. Uh, and I'm guessing obviously that's why uh, you're captain to to help develop um, yeah. uh, players and things. But um, how do you feel on being captain? How uh, how much of a, a a reward or privilege is it? You know, absolutely massive. Like it's something that any any player who would, would love to be captain of any team, and and like, I've played at Borough for. A, for a few years now and and I just absolutely love the club you know I love being part of it and when I got the phone call to say I was going to be captain it was something that I would never you know I was all I would always do I've always wanted to do um I think the girls know they can come to me for whatever you know whether it's football based whether it's life whether it's they need a bit of positive criticism or I need to have a word with them and say right this needs sorting out you know and and I feel like I'm I'm the right person, you know, to kind of help them get through those kind of things. And they, they know that they can they can come to me for anything. Um, yeah. and and do you get a lot of that then? Do you get do you get a lot of uh, do you get a lot of the girls coming up to you, asking for advice or asking about like you said earlier on about um, about some opportunities that they get going to America or or going yeah, and everywhere. Yeah, because yeah, they all know that I, I've been. I, and I've got like the experience for a couple of other clubs, so they know that I, I'll help them in anything that they can do, um, and and just help them. To, which I think is important. Players. Yeah, which I think is important though, because I, I think any player, whatever level you're playing at, you know, what I mean, you need you need that go-to person because mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I've been a manager before. I've been a manager before, and, and you know, it's not really it's not really a thing where a player would come up to a manager unless it was about team selection and things. And yeah. I certainly wouldn't wouldn't have expected someone to probably come and speak to me about personal issues or yeah, an opportunity yeah, to, yeah. to go to another yeah. club. And you know, yeah. I mean, you always need somebody who you can trust who you know's got your back. And yeah. um, you know, what I mean, and by by all accounts, you know, what I mean, because I do my homework. By the way, I I, I spoke to a lot of people who. Uh, who, who sing your praises left, right, and centre? I and mean, you know what I mean. Obviously, yeah. I, I've, I've told you about my my history with uh, with uh, your chairman Ben, and yeah, um, yeah. and he he sings your praises every time I speak to him. You know what I mean about the best captain, the best leader. You know what I mean the way you play. Uh, yeah. You're a leader on and off the pitch, and and, and that's a testament to you, a testament to you as a player yeah. and as a person. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I just hope I hope you continue being successful. I hope you have a successful season whenever that starts. If yeah. hopefully it ends this year. <laughs> um, with 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 a with a bit of uh, success and yeah. uh, I, I just hope I just hope it finishes really well. Uh, we've got a few yeah. questions to finish um, from the guests uh, from the viewers side, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, a couple of questions. Um, so first of all, we got uh, Adele Hudson says she is uh, the biggest w- Middlesbrough women's top supporter, and uh, she said, "Can she get a shout out from Mich- uh, Rebecca for uh, her granddad Brian, please?" Yeah, hi, Granda Brian. Hope you're all all right. There we go. And uh, Ben Ben Fisher said uh, he wants to hear Andy tell us about his player final goal because he's never heard the story before. I think I would hear about this. Oh, that's oh, that's easy, Ben. Um, oh, where, where shall I start? Uh, I never get well, sick of hearing it. No, neither do I. To be fair, uh, I was substituting the game in in 2000, 2003, 2000, wasn't it? Um, and we played QPR at Millennium Stadium in the playoff final. Uh, mm-hmm. I was subbed because I'd been injured for 
I've been injured for a couple of weeks. I had, a, had an operation on my groin. And, was this uh, for Middlesbrough, sorry? No, I was at Cardiff City. Um, so Cardiff and the Millennium Stadium was an amazing, amazing game. Uh, amazing <laughs> opportunity. And um, we got to extra time, nil-nil against QPR. And um, I came... Uh, ball came over the top six minutes to go in extra time I was I was thinking about penalties and where I was going to put it and yes. hoping I wasn't going to miss because uh, obviously my penalties uh, have followed me around a little bit that, that I've uh, been erratic uh, ball came over the top <laughs> yeah I know uh, ball came over the top loft, loft, lofted it over Chris Day's head and the rest history and the noise the ecstatic and so yeah. what is it 17 or 18 years later and it's probably nice. thought about more now uh, yeah. And celebrated more now than it was the day after because it's just. I will have to watch. I will go and watch the video soon. It's iconic. It's iconic. It iconic. plays at the end of the show, Rebecca. Oh, so it? Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. It's uh, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a moment where no one can take away. Do you know, like all your no. worldy goals, Rebecca. It. Nobody can. Nobody can take them away. Nobody you know, will ever it's... take them away. Not even Chris Fairless when I miss the goal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And your penalty misses as well. No one can take them away either. So I no, wish they could. But... <laughs> I wish they could. Um, and to finish, Leslie asked uh, earlier, he said, can all three of us give our predictions for Arsenal versus Liverpool in the Charity Shield? Was that tomorrow as well? Yeah. Um, oh, I can't see past, oh, I can't see past Liverpool, to be honest. I, don't, no, I, know, I, they haven't had a, I know they haven't had a great pre-season. I think they've, they've, they've shipped in a few goals, but if, with, the, with the front line they've got and coming off the back yeah. of a Premier League win, Liverpool will win. Liverpool 3-1. Oh, yeah, I'll give a good shout. Arsenal yeah. on penalties. He, does, he only does that to be awkward. Well, he'd, probably got, be, he'd probably be right Se- as well. Seville, mate. I got Seville while you all went with... Uh, it was three against one that night and Ooh. I still went with Seville and I won. I'll go 2-1. I'll go 2-1. I won't, I won't copy Rebecca. No. So, yeah, tomorrow we've got the, champ- uh, the, the Community Shield half past four between Arsenal and Liverpool. The Women's Community Shield half past 12 between Chelsea and Man City. And, of course, you've got the Women's Champions League final on Sunday evening, 7 o'clock, between Wolfsburg and Lyon. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Going to have a watch of that, I think. But, uh, Rebecca, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate thank you uh, everyone me. sending us the questions and answering the questions. It was all good. I really enjoyed it. I feel like I've learned a bit as well. And um, It's always an indeed. education, sign. Yeah, mate. It's like every day. Every day. Every... Every always learning. Always learning. Always learning. Uh, so, guys, you can check out obviously this show and all our other shows. YouTube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. The audio versions to every show at your favourite radio or podcasting app. And, of course, every Monday, the Andy Campbell Football Show is live exclusively on Ace Podcast Nation with our guest Monday, 7.30, ex Cardiff City defender and Wickham Wanderers playoff hero. Joe Jacobson is joining us, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, thank you to Black Diamond Sports for all their support, and of course, a big thank you to Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the Andy Campbell Show. Check out their website and their social media pages, and get involved. Tell them, tell them that we told you about them, and tell them that we sent you as well, uh, just so they know. But uh, Andy, it's a pleasure as always, my friend. As always, mate. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. It's been a, a cracking show. Uh, massive thanks to you, Rebecca, for coming on and no, uh, and you telling your much. story, telling your journey, and just just uh, giving you your opinions. It's been a, it's been yeah, it's been love, been great. Thank you. Thank you for listening. It's been awesome. And I tell you what, you know, it's, you know, it's been enjoyable because it absolutely flew by. I know. I couldn't, I couldn't believe quick. it was like eight o'clock. Mm. I was like, oh my god, I've got to finish <laughs> in a minute. Too quick. It's unbelievable. But uh, yeah, cheers guys, and uh, we'll see you Monday. Uh, Don't forget Crazy Football with Kevin McNaughton Sunday night as well, 8 o'clock. Cheers.
Cheers, guys. Cheers. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Podcast Network.